Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. How in the world are you going to afford college in this day and age? With an average price tag of about $150,000, you're buying each kid you send to school a house. It really is a scary thought. So what can you do? How much should you have saved by now? Is there a way to solve this problem for your family? That's why I do this podcast. I'm Aaron Green, and I run a premier college planning firm in the Midwest called College Liftoff. I'm here to tell you that there's a right education for your child no matter who you are, no matter where you live, how much money you've saved, even no matter what your child's grades look like, etc. And I'm going to tell you how. Okay, so I'm here with Alex, our director of marketing, my wife. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we've got a, a topic we're going to cover today. We're deep into college application season and one of the questions we get so much of is just how many how many colleges uh, should my kid be applying to and I know this is a really tricky question because depending on who you ask you're going to get a different answer your neighbor your neighbor's daughter might have applied to x amount of schools and your you know your you know, aunt is telling you to do this, but, um, and, and then every spring, especially last year, I feel like with social media and news being what it is, there were just, I saw so many articles last year, um, last spring about, you know, students said that applied to 50 schools, 37 school, you know, and there were feel good articles about, you know, kids that got into 50 colleges. I was reading one yesterday about a student in Georgia that got accepted into 50 colleges. It was, um, I think I was, uh, it was on Good Morning America or, or the Today Show or something. Mm. Um, and it was a real feel good article and, and people were all excited about this student getting into 50 colleges. I, uh, I remember several articles from the spring about that. Yeah. And, and so where, do, what, where does that leave parents? So the first thing I'm going to say to this, and I'm going to plant this word now, and then I'll come back to it. Remember this word, hearsay. Remember, just, remember that word. So I was going to come back to that. And to quickly explain that, we, for some reason, this college thing, do so much hearsay from neighbors, from Johnny's friends of mom, of dad, that heard so-and-so about this thing in this school and I should do this. When again, and I've said this, and I sound like a broken record, I'm sure, in this podcast, but like what else do we do things like that for large assets like this? I've got no problem doing that for like a recipe or for a restaurant that I heard about where I'm spending 10 bucks. I think a lot of people do that for big assets, you know? Like, well, I heard that this neighborhood is uh, improving in value, so, you know, my coworker told me this, so I, I need to live in this neighborhood. You know, um, same with cars and whatnot. I think people do that a lot. I think people, do, in general, will start doing their homework, though. You won't still go buy a house without actually consulting a realtor or a well, banker. No, I think a lot of people do. <laughs> no, not in that, compared to the national, no. Like, most people are not doing FISBOs. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. No, that. no. I just, I think that hearsay is, um, I mean, you, you value uh, your colleagues' opinions and whatnot. Yeah, but you, you should know. investigate them and first. Pe- you typically. should. You should. Yeah. And that that's where we're going with it. Like retirement. Like you really don't just kind of gamble with your money. Well, <laughs> like in that okay. Sense. But, you know, so, you know, when, the, when you see all these really feel good news articles about students that were accepted into 50 colleges, it becomes like, oh my gosh, should my child be applying to 60 schools with the goal of getting into 50 of them? And that's where like going back to this concept of, of hearsay becomes a problem because it, it becomes more about this feel good thing 
and a measurable that honestly isn't the right measurable. So mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm going to rain on this parade for this kid. Where no, not at all. No, it I sounds don't. like this this student and all of them have just That's done really the best. Exciting. That they like could. getting accepted to 50 schools is exciting. It's exciting. Not the way to do this at all. Mm-hmm. And. And again, that's not taking anything away from him. I, I'm sure that student and all of the students that are in that situation or in those situations are just doing the best they can. You, the listener, you're just doing the best you can with this college thing. That's why you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming, because you want to learn a little bit more. And that's where we've got to create a bez- better measurable out of this. You shouldn't be applying to 50 schools. You're never going to consider it. What are the downsides to applying to 50 colleges? 50 One. plus. <laughs> <laughs> Or 40 or 30. Or (laughs) Or 20 for that matter, Mm -hmm. or even more than 10. Mm -hmm. Um, One, you'll never actually be able to consider that many. Right. Like it's, it's, you're never actually going to be able to sift through all the academics, all the financials, do all the visits necessary in order to make sure that you're satisfying the dedicated interest component of this to make sure you're understanding the full financial aid histories and leveraging them properly, making sure you're understanding the academic outcomes, meaning job placement numbers and starting salaries and grad school placement rates out of your program. You're not going to be able to track all that. I mean, shoot, we do this professionally and we keep our kids at five to eight. Like -hmm. that's the number you want to stick to is roughly five to eight. That's a measurable number where you're actually going to consider going to those options. And the thing is too, and a lot of students apply to colleges that they have no intention on going to. Right. And you ask why, and it's, again, the hearsay is of, well, I heard if I do this and I can create some leverage here. It, trust me, again, from the professional side of doing this for the past 10 years, there are ways to utilize that. It's not as simple as just creating leverage. There are a lot of things that go into if you have schools on your list, you have to create counter schools for that. It's a lot of math, a lot of logic, and a lot of reason for it. And you have to really be able to understand the financial aid histories and endowment structures in order to make sure that that's accurate. You have to understand the size and the academic departments themselves. You have to understand faculty members and how you use those encounter between universities. So what I'm really getting at. 60 schools, that's... You're not doing that. Right. We won't Impossible. do that. That's where you want to end up in the end of this is five to eight. So... Uh, that's the tangible number of schools you're actually going to be able to use that you'll actually be able to really sift through all the options effectively in order to understand that's really going to be your best measurable. Well, I mean like with five to eight schools, I mean, you, you still, that's, you still have enough time to focus on, um, on your career path within those schools. Like how do you, how, how would you even do that with 50? So the students that yeah. were were applying to 50 schools, you know, I would imagine any student that applies to 50 or 60 schools, it's very willy-nilly. It's just get oh, this man. application off, get this application off. I'm not actually doing research. I'm not spending any time um, understanding myself or creating a, a list of majors and minors for myself. You know what I mean? I'm not being very introspective about my career aspirations and why I'm going to school. And you're not really asking the schools if they're any good at that in the first place. You're just, like I said, just kind of applying to schools. And Well, and that gets expensive in and of itself. Yeah. But aside from that, I mean. Here, herein lies the inherent problem with this as a feel-good story, is that we're championing the situation and again, it doesn't matter if you apply to 50, 40, 30, 20, even more than 10. Then it becomes about the destination. It becomes about just getting into college is now the thing that is the measurable. Right. Which, so you're a success because you got into 50 colleges. Yes. Not because you graduated not because with, you, the de- yes. with the right degree. Um, but like truth, the truth is nobody is going to hire you because you got into 
50 colleges. Yeah, They're going to hire you because you got a degree in a field that makes sense for what you're applying for. That's a fun pat on the back. You know, I you'll get some like national attention. Yeah. yeah, it's about fun for get a week. Get a news article yeah. written about you. Exactly. And then when you go to, you still got to pick one. <laughs> you know, you're going to end up going to one. And then where's the measurables about graduate graduation rates? Where's the measurable about the program you're looking into? We, we have this conceptual problem in this country that this whole thing is about getting into college. It is not at all. It's about getting out of college, getting out of college with the right degree, getting out of college in a marketable setting, getting out of college with the least amount of debt possible, getting out of college with all the things that you need in order to get you started professionally in your life in order to propel you forward so the way you're not sitting back in a situation where you can look back and say, well, at least I got into 50. That doesn't matter. After you step foot on the campus you go to in the fall, what difference does that make if you got into 50? It's a great pat on the back, but it's the wrong thing to look at. Let me ask you a question about this. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but does it hurt other students? If, if student A applies to 50 or 60 colleges and gets into 50 colleges, does it hurt other applicants? The answer to that, yes, it does. And in this way, not as direct as most think. Think People think like, well, if this kid took up a slot, then this, any other. It's not exactly like that. It's actually a big numbers problem. It's not just one student. It's the fact that as a country, as a whole, we apply to too many schools. I mean, this isn't uncommon. If you look at how many students or how many schools each student applied to last year, I think the number was something like 12 to 15 on Common App alone. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's an absurd amount because of the fact that it's so easy to do on Common App. It still takes time, but truthfully, it's all located in one website. You fill out one application. You got a lot of essays to write, but other than that, mm-hmm. you know, put your money in and you could apply to that many schools. See, that's the bottleneck in this. People think that by applying to more schools, you get more options. There's some truth to that, but not much, because if you haven't done your homework on what those schools' options are, it, it, it doesn't matter. But the bottleneck becomes the fact that there's this fear of getting into college when the numbers dictate that that shouldn't be a problem. So measure it this way. There's 4,200 universities in this country. That number hasn't changed all that much in a decade or two decades. And here's the other part of that. There aren't more or less high school students than there ever have been. In fact, there are slightly less high school students today than there were a few years ago. So that means there are actually more slots available per kid. But the problem is you're applying to too many colleges, so that shrinks the margin per university. Actually, this becomes just as much of an issue for the universities on the back end end themselves because now they're overbooking applications, but a lot of them not meeting their yield. And I've talked about that number before on this channel. But yield, again, is how many freshmen you want to get versus how many you actually have. And so that actually creates a problem in the end of this. Now, big schools like we've got Ohio State here or any other, like they're not having this problem on yield because they backload through deferred lists. So if you get on deferred list, it just means they're waiting to get you to have a seat at the table if they don't have enough kids already signed up. Right. That's that's the honest truth about it. It's a little harsh, but it's the truth about it. So, yeah, so inevitably, if you're just blanketly applying to schools, you're possibly taking up a slot for a kid that actually did their homework on that school that really actually needs to go or should be there versus... And now they could get deferred. Now they could get deferred. Yeah. Now, because, you know, Ohio State had 55,000 applicants last year. They had to accept in over 21,000 students, which gives you a sub-50% acceptance rate. It makes them seem like they're academically 
this much better. They have gotten better, not that much better. They shouldn't be like in this this ridiculous like Ivy League setup standpoint. They've gotten better, but not that much better. But they still only bring in roughly seven thousand freshmen a year, so they know fourteen thousand kids are going to go somewhere else. But they don't know if the kid that's down the street that's been following OSU and studying their programs is any more serious than the kid in Phoenix with a three point nine and a and a thirty one who watched the football team play one day last year is any more serious than that. Mm-hmm. So. Do your homework. Apply to the schools that actually matter and make sense to you. Because there's so much going on behind the scenes that affects everybody across the board. We've just got to look at different measurables here. The the measurable, again, should not be, I got into college. It should be, I got out. I have a path to getting out. I have a path to getting out with the right degree, with as little debt as possible, with a good industry and a good job coming out of it. And then all the other tangible things come along with that, too, down the road. But those are the measurables that we should be looking at. And don't just take somebody's advice for it just because they sound like they should. Go to sources that you know. And what I mean by that, and we were talking about a house, like, if you want to know what the mortgage rates are today, you go to a banker. You know, if you want to know how to fund retirement, you go see your financial advisor. Go talk to somebody that knows what they're doing about this. Don't just take advice on the street. It's too important. Our kids' futures are kind of at stake with this. You know, that, that's a big deal. And it, uh, as a parent, it's a big deal to you. So you just want to make sure you take it as serious as you can. Okay. Well, thank you for answering that really important question. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Yeah. I think that wraps us up for the day. Yep. So yeah, if you like to follow us, please, uh, well, if please you like, follow us, please follow <laughs> us. If you like learning more information, please follow us. Actually, you follow us through Facebook, through Twitter and through Instagram, especially we just started that one. And if you have any questions at all, you can always reach us at hello at collegeliftoff.com. Always visit our website at www.collegeliftoff.com. Does anybody even say www anymore? No, I don't think so. It's just collegeliftoff.com. Yeah, <laughs> you can type it in any way you want. Yeah, talking like it's H- 2004. 2TP. Yeah. <laughs> backslash, backslash, www. See, it's hard to say. Yeah, I know. Collegeliftoff.com. There you go. Or just Google College Liftoff and you'll find it too there. So do all of those. If you have any questions, uh, again, please feel free to submit them. And you can also reach us at 614-329-6633. Yes, thank you for your questions and thanks for listening. Thank you very much. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at collegeliftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.